Welcome everyone. So glad to see you on this rainy fall day. My name is Georgia Neekin and I'm a licensed practitioner here at CSL White Rock and I'm delighted that you're able to join us. And let's just gather for a moment here and just have a little opening invocation as we begin. And I, sure. I breathe into this time and this space knowing that this is the next best life. And that this fall day, we welcome the leaves as they leave, leave the trees to regenerate themselves for the winter, come back in the spring, as we all do. As we spend that quiet time, opening our hearts and our minds to that quiet inner solitude of welcoming that oneness. And today, I know the oneness, as we all do. And we are all expressions of spirit showing up as human. So I welcome each and every one of you to this center right here, right now, ah, as we create new ideas and understand and hear new ideas and new thoughts and fantastic music. And it sings to our soul, to our hearts. Please join me in saying, and so it is. So it is. Well, as we begin our gathering today, I want to acknowledge that as settlers on this land, we are honored to live and operate on the traditional ancestral and unceded territories of the Coast Salish people. We thank the first peoples who are continue to live on these lands and care for them along with the waters and all that is above and below. Here at CSL White Rock, we are an inclusive spiritual community and a learning center. We teach spiritual principles. We offer tools to use in all areas of life regularly and consistently. Our life flourishes and flows out of ease and grace when we practice these. And the four cornerstones of our teaching are, there's one life and it's the source of all life and all things. We are spirit having a human experience. And my husband's favorite, my first husband's right there. Third one, nothing outside of us needs to change in order to be happy. And we're here to walk each other home. Those are our four corner, cornerstones. Our vision at CSL White Rock is to be a loving, vibrant world that works for all. So welcome friends and newcomers, and thank you for being with us today. And we're happy to have this very talented Marley Walchuk as our musician today. And we heard that she was on um, the latest show with Todd. Um, that, that I can't think of the title. Oh, Todd. Todd. Yes, and Marley is not only a musician, but she is a songwriter and a singer and an actress, as we saw her on TV this week. And she's a voiceover and recording artist. So welcome, welcome, Marley. Take it away.
so much marley it's just a gift to our community thank you for joining us this morning oh, on this sunday <laughs> it's nice to be at our own home though eh oh, it's, and it, this is the best. it's the best <laughs> and also marley if you have any shows or any um concerts or anything that you're doing feel free to put your information in the chat so okay. people can follow you and do that as well okay sure great all right okay, thank you <laughs> thanks 
Well, welcome everyone. For anybody who's new, my name is Tamara Rossander. I'm the spiritual director here at Centers for Spiritual Living White Rock. And I just want to welcome you and thank you for finding your way here to this loving, loving, vibrant community that we have. I saw earlier um, that in the chat you had mentioned our, our mission and vision. And so it's just that, that we are here to express that be the visionaries of love out into the world at this point of time, which is so needed at all. So today my talk is the gateway to abundance is gratitude. And I'm going to be referencing a fair amount, a book called uh, The Energy of Money by Maria Nemeth. She's the PhD, and it is a spiritual guide to fi financial and personal fulfillment. So I've been going through um, this book and I, I actually think this would be a great book club book for us all to do together. And in the chapter before she has a uh, conscious success community um, group that she started. So I'm, I'll put together some information and see if anybody's interested in, in doing that. So I think the support that we get in moving ourselves. It's yeah, it's called forming a success group. So, hey, I always want to be more successful and I'm sure lots of other people do too. So the gateway to abundance is gratitude. Now, when you hear the word abundance, who here just maybe just raise your hand briefly thinks of money? Anybody, a few, a few people do. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it's a, Abundance is more than that, isn't it, though, in a lot of aspects, but I know that's the first place my brain goes to, is that it, it's, it's money, but in the science of mind, on the very first page, on page 25, and underneath the thing itself, Ernest Holmes says, we see abundance in the universe. We cannot count the grains of sand on a single beach. The earth contains untold riches and the very air is vibrant with power. The very air is vibrant with power. Because abundance can be one of those words that has its own life, <clears throat> that it, it's a promise. And what I want to talk a little bit about today too, is that each of us are here on our own hero's journey. We're here to express our fullest expression of the divine, we're here to fulfill our dreams and desires and what is calling us forward. So each of you or you're on your own hero's journey. And that word that Marlee used in the very first song, she said, say yes. Say yes to everything and to play and to be part of it. And that is where we want to bring ourselves into, into balance. So we know that abundance is, is more than money, but yet that's one thing that we accommodate it to think about it. But we know that we're traveling down this road as this hero journey. That it means it's learning about what we can do and what our life intentions are. It's time to comprehend and grasp a larger experience of abundance. 
So if we are, is anybody here willing to play with me today and to learn a bit more about this? Yes. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad that each of you are there. So in order to imagine abundance, if you had a piece of paper, I've done it kind of for you, but we draw a big circle. And you see that my, my circle of my words, you don't need the words inside. But in that circle, if you were to think about it, is fill the circle, and I've done that a little bit there, with examples of everything we experience. It could be play, it could be work, it could be scarcity, it could be plenty. But the thing is, you, you could we could all spend the rest of our life filling up that circle. Because our experience of life is infinite in variety. And how each of us experience it is different. But the thing is, everything within that circle is our abundance. And sometimes I think it's the idea of abundance is always only the good things that come with abundance. And yet, there's also lessons in some of the hard things that we go through. So I my dear friend, Lucy, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, Lucy. <laughs> We've been doing since Reverend Champion um, in January brought out the book where um, conscious 40 days to make miracles, the conscious. Oh, gosh, I have the name wrong, but we've been doing a practice of every day writing and being grateful for all the things that are going on in our lives, the good, the bad, the uncomfortable, the comfortable and we've been sharing with each other those things. And the thing that, and then that's where our miracles start to show up. When I start to accept and realize that sometimes those things that aren't necessarily what I maybe judge as, as bad or as wrong or as uh, icky, they're actually working towards our improvement. And that is where we can see the miracles. It's to the well-lived life is a conscious life. So when we're aware of everything and we're living fully, and we don't get to choose what we're consciousness of, and we can, can say, let's be aware of this one area of our life, but let's ignore this other area of, of our life. It's being aware and conscious of everything. And and in her book, she says this, it was what Marley was saying of that yes to everything. The answer, yes, an emphatic yes to everything is to put us in the position to experience prosperity. Prosperity comes when you participate fully in every aspect of your life, every aspect of your life. This is because when we're participating, we're thriving. We're moving forward. We're not pushing, pushing things away. We are in a state of growth. And it's taking every opportunity, saying yes to every opportunity to wake up and express who we are in our hearts. Okay, so take a deep breath with me because that's a lot. It's a new understanding of abundance and prosperity, and how we can handle the flow of energy in our life. And that energy may be money. And last week, if you were here, we talked about the myths 
So we debunked a bunch of myths. So now we're, we're debunking a little bit about abundance and, and expanding from that. So when we learn not to block things from us and we're willing to learn from everything and are committed to expressing our true nature, you are in that moment of prospering. When we accept our true nature and live in that present moment, we are then in that moment of prospering. For this, we can see prosperity is not something out there waiting to happen in the future. Prosperity occurs every time you're willing to be fully present in your life. That is why yes is the most powerful word you can utter. And it's, you know, when we attempt to avoid the unpleasant aspects of our lives, <clears throat> as we've seen of drains, it drains our energy and power. And two, I probably heard this statement many, many times, what we resist persists, right? I see a couple people shaking their head, yes. So as um, Pema Chodron put it, it doesn't do us any good to get rid of our so-called negative aspects because it is that process we also get rid of our basic wonderfulness right on our way to encounter abundance is through developing the art of gratitude so she talks about the fine art of gratitude so all spiritual leaders are new thought people or even self-help um, people tell us that it's important to develop gratefulness. And uh, brother David Steindl-Rass says, we've gotten what makes for a full life all backwards. And he says, by waiting for good circumstances to occur to express gratitude. The key to growing in our goal is bringing gratefulness your everyday circumstances, no matter what they may be. Again, that goes back to that miracle practice of taking in those things that we deem as maybe not so pleasant. <clears throat> so right now you might think, so, so an example maybe is if you, you lost $1,000 or you owed that on income taxes, or the thought of, you know, you may have lost your job. There's all different things. And you're wondering, how can I wrap my head around that I should be grateful for that? That I have to put out more money, that I have to do this, that I have to now start looking for another job. And haven't you heard the economy? Blah, blah, blah. Right? There goes the monkey mind. All those negative things that are happening in there. So it's about... Moving through that and realizing that at some point, you may not see it right here in this very present moment, but it will come. It will be an opening for a new door. It may be walking down a different hallway. So it's gratitude does not mean that you jump for joy at whatever occurs in your life. Rather, it means that you note bear witness and see whatever is put before you. So 
how can we develop this gratitude? How, what can we do? So in the, in the book, The Energy of Money, what Maria Nema says is she gives us an example of affirmations as a way of awakening the grateful heart. So she said, on the way to kindle gratitude is to practice paying attention to what's happening in our everyday physical reality. It's being in that present moment. And we were doing a, I was in a course with Joanne, La, Reverend Joanne Lanning the other day. And so we we're talking about, she said, you know, life doesn't have to be hard. It can be easy, as easy as we decide it can be, as long as we stay present and stay in the moment. Because it's when we start thinking of what happened in the past or what's going to happen in the future, then we get ourselves again caught up. But if we stay present, and actually I had, you see, I'm calling you out again. <laughs> she gave me a very good, I'm right in the middle of writing all my tests. And let me tell you, after doing 10 tests, three hours, <laughs> I'm not so, I wasn't feeling so grateful. And she reminded me to stay present. Stay present when you're studying. Stay present in when you're writing your exam. Don't think about all the things you have to do with CSL, or you got to get the newsletter out, or you got to do this, you got to do that. Just be in the moment and stay focused on what's right in front of you. So that monkey mind, right? It's that chatters about that past and future. <clears throat> but when we live in the present moment, it doesn't have to be hard. And so the foundation of affirmation is staying in the present moment. And to affirm is to literally make firm. And we do this by observing what's before us and allowing it to be just as it is. She says, this takes guts. <laughs> I have to agree with that, <laughs> right? <laughs> because I tell you when things are happening that I don't like, I don't want to accept it. I want to <laughs> like push it away. No, I don't want this experience. I don't need to be beat on the head spirit. I've learned this already. And yet it is <laughs> that those are those precious moments. So there, she says there's three ways to engage in creative affirmations. She said, it's a simple process of shifting the way we observe the events of our life to imbuing them with gratitude. So the first way to use affirmation is to note and welcome your daily lessons. Because these deepest lessons don't appear beneficial at first glance. That's what we were talking about before. To discover these things that are horrible, they feel terrible. And you don't want a spiritual bypass and say, oh, well, I know I'll get a lesson from this and pretend it's not going on. It's feeling it, embracing it, and then releasing it. So she just talks about being grateful. And you never know when that will happen. And, but the piece is it's being willing. That's what I want you to remember here. It's being willing to be grateful and to accept what's going on in your life. Because if we're in that space of being willing, that is when we can move forward. But if we just shut the door, that stops the train, right? So the second form of affirmation that you can take in is being 
grateful for the pleasures we receive. That one is a little easier, isn't it? To see that beautiful. I know Jill loves to walk every morning and see the beautiful sunrise. And another board member, we have Angela, who looks at, she takes beautiful pictures when she's out in her walks on the morning, or is appreciating some art or listening to Marlee sing, right? That's where we can appreciate and show our gratitude. But it's to remember to do that as well. And those miracles will keep showing up for us then. But sometimes we don't do that, though. We don't stop and be grateful for what's in the moment because the monkey mind starts to chatter again and it distracts us and gets us to think about the past or the future, not being right here, appreciating that piece of art that's right in front of us or being in the sway of the song, whatever it is for you. But just remember to take that moment, take that extra breath. So the third affirmation that she suggests is affirming the attributes that are inherent in you. So those are your values. She calls it your standards of integrity, but I relate it back to our oneness and um, the God qualities that we all have inside of us, whether it's beauty, courage, strength, whatever it is for you, make a list of those things that you value and then put in front of them the I am. I am strength. I am courage. Maybe it's I am love. So affirming who you really are, your basic nature. And you may not believe it at this time, but again, let's use that word willing. Let's go back to being willing to say it. And you can even add that in your affirmation if you're not feeling comfortable. So rather than saying, I am courageous, go, I am willing to be courageous. Make it work for you on how that feels, what it is to move you through. So when we do that, what it does, it gets us to say yes to abundance and to feel the gratitude. So this week, think of a few of those things and write them down and go, I am willing to be abundant. I am willing to be courageous, whatever it is for you, because that's the hero's way. That is our hero's journey and each of us are on it. And then maybe in the morning when you wake up, you can ask yourself, how can I express those values today into the world? And then when you do it, acknowledge yourself. When you do something that you think is courageous, go, thank you. Good job. Right? How often do we, yeah, Jay, Ray, high five. 
right? We often forget to give ourselves credit for the work that we've already done. So give yourself credit. Oh my goodness. I still have things I want to talk to you about. <laughs> so we've got our three ways of gratitude, our affirmations to think about. But what I want to talk about too is contribution. That is the consequence of gratitude. So gratitude allows you to experience all the gifts in your life. And when you receive gifts, you naturally want to give them back. This maintains a flow of energy, a balance between giving and receiving. Contribution is natural as breathing in and breathing out. And when your contribution is blocked, your energy gets backed up like kind of waters in the drain. Remember last week, if you were here, I talked about the, the pipes where the stop flow because there was the blockage in the drain. And then we have to, we have to let that go. We have to clear it out because we can get cranky. We can get uninspired. And then the miracles that are happening in every moment can be lost on us. So it's important to stay in that moment. And, you know, the monkey mind will, will come along and keep going. So you and I are compensated immediately when we intentionally and generously send energy away to others from ourselves. You know what happens when we do that, when we can give that gift, when we give something away? I don't know if you've all noticed it, but I, I do, is that my self-esteem rises. I feel better about myself when I've, when I've given something back to somebody. If I've been able to help somebody if I've been able to donate or if I've been able to support. And you may not have the additional, you know, they may be additional rewards to giving, but the secondary to the immediate knowledge that you have the ability to make a difference right now. You are bringing energy from the metaphysical into the physical. So then that leads us into, if we're talking metaphysicals and spiritual principle, one of our spiritual principle, one of our practices is tithing. Some people don't necessarily like that word, but it's that place of the principle that tithing brings prosperity. Tithing is, if you don't know what it is, it's giving one-tenth of your money to that which you consider to be your spiritual source, your place that nourishes you. And Charles Fillmore, who is a founder of New Thought, along with Ernest Holmes, he, he started the Unity Church. He says, tithing makes giving a methodical process and brings into the consciousness a sense of order and fitness that will be manifested in one's outer life and affairs as increased efficiency and greater prosperity. That's a whole mouthful. But it's true when we, the act of giving establishes balance. It allows energy to flow freely coming in and going out. And when we're balanced, we're naturally open to miracles that surround us every moment of our life. 
Your energy when you're giving is free to create. You're open, you're present in the moment, and you're open to possibility. And you perceive life as being blessed. Now, she says, wait a moment before you rush out and give expecting wonderful surge of energy in return. She says, be aware there's a pitfall. And that is when you give with the thought that, oh, what am I going to get back for that? Hmm. <laughs> what, what are the things that... Um, so what is going to be my return on my investment? We do when we're in that thought, we're not in that place of creating balance. Rather, we're forming an imbalance. So those conditions we place on our giving are nothing but extensions of our scarcity, our thinking of lack. So this usually is the heart of difficulty when we might have with contributing to any kind of spiritual causes. That what are we going to get back for that? And giving with an expectation of return for our money is a setup for anger and pessimism. We don't feel that rise of self-esteem. And the monkey mind has us looking forward and then when we have that thought of, I need something in return for me to do this, and it, it could be money, it could be giving, it could even be of time, treasure, talent, anything, but tithing or any contribution of money is a demonstration of our power, but often our exper experience of contribution has been less than powerful. So let's turn that around into what we will call true giving. It is when we can give and we write that check or we donate that money with that sense of joy, that sense of realizing, hey, you know, by donating to the Centers for Spiritual Living, I've been nourished, I've been fed with my spirituality, I've learned something new, I've listened to great music. So you are getting things in return, I think. <laughs> and I'm learning about the principles of science of mind. But yet you're also then participating. You're participating and taking kind of ownership of your center. Rather than, so if you think of giving as that sense of joy, and it's a source of uh, spiritual inspiration, it makes it yours. It just wasn't, a, it's not a place that we go to to get value. We are directly participating in the energy and flow of, of giving and of the what we usually talk about as the law of circulation. So when people give money in this clear, generous way, again, we have that sense of empowerment. And we are in that energy of flow. And we talk about contribution, we can expand that discussion to, in, to includes it both ways. Money, we're open to receive. God always wants, God believes it is, it says, God loves a cheerful giver and receiver and also a retainer. 
right? It's like when we eat something, we keep a little bit of it inside of ourselves to nourish. When we breathe in that air, we keep a little bit. So again, it's the same with that money. We keep a little bit. So it's enhancing our power to be grateful and when our and balancing our energy. So on the metaphysical level, energy goes both ways at the same time. It's all part of the interconnectedness of all things, that all things are one. So wrapping it up, people, taking it home here for you in this and that remembering that we're all here on our hero's journey. We're all here to express our divine good. And that being in the flow of life, using our affirmations. So this week for homework, go write out your affirmations. I am, list out your values. Maybe take a sheet of paper, list out your values, and then put the I am. And if you don't feel it, put the I am willing in front of it. And yeah, so do our affirmations, remember, and practice your gratitude in every moment. That's your other second piece. Take a breath and remember to be grateful for the beauty around us. So I'm going to end with actually a treatment by Ernest Holmes. Or not, because I just lost my camp, my mic. Okay, here we go. It's back. My mic just fell off my desk. Thank you. <laughs> so Ernest Holmes talks about supply. And it's on page, if you're following along at all, or you, you want to make note of the page, it's on 263 of the science of mind. And this is what he says. I am surrounded by pure spirit, by God, the living spirit. My thought is good thought, and it is the law unto that things where unto it is spoken. Everything that I do shall be a success. I am led and guided and inspired by the living spirit of love and of right action. I am compelled to move in the right direction and to always know what to do, where, when, and how to do it. I am filled with the consciousness of right action. I always have an abundance of money and an abundance of whatever it takes to make life happy and opulent. There is a continuous movement towards me of supply, of money, of all that I need to express the fullest life, happiness, and right action. I have an understanding of my place in the universe, and I know that I am unique. There is in that which all people recognize as worthwhile and desirable, and everyone whom I meet loves this self of mine and recognizes its worth. 
I draw all toward me those whom I can benefit and those who can benefit me are irresistibly drawn toward me. I do not strain, will, or coerce. I know. The truth makes me free from the fear of poverty or bondage, and it emancipates me from the thought of limitation. I see that money, like everything else that is desirable, is a spiritual idea, and I know that I have the right idea in my mind at this moment. I shall always have this idea of abundance. It is mine. And the opportunity for self-expression and compensation is always open to me. And I am at all times compelled to know, accept, and operate upon this opportunity. I have abundance because I am abundance. And as we take those words from Ernest Holmes and release them to the law, and know that right action is already happening for each of you here today and moving forward. We let it go, we let it be. And I ask you to join me in saying, and so it is. As we're speaking of gratitude, um, we just wanna remember that the spiritual practice of sacred giving begins with the recognition that part of our nature is to give and to receive. Our inner life deepens when we make a conscious plan to give. We experience as Tamara, so beautifully said today, a greater satisfaction when we're part of the flow of life. The way to happiness lies with consciously choosing to be part of that divine flow of life. This includes being willing to share our lives, our time, our talents, and our money with others. And I I take a moment at this time to thank our, our board and our leadership team who constantly give their time and their talents to our center in their own sacred way. So thank you to all of you. At CSL White Rock, we teach that tithing is not a practice. We should do it out of a sense, and we shouldn't be doing it out of a sense of obligation, but it's something we choose to do out of a generous spirit of love and giving. We promote the message that your tithe is to be given freely and joyously with whatever feeds you spiritually. Most importantly, tithing is a demonstration of faith that spirit is our source of abundance. And I I am repeating what Tamara said today, so... Yeah, so just put your hand over your heart and say to yourself, I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful grateful for all that I need that flows to me effortlessly through channels expected and unexpected. I am the instrument of this prosperous life. So if you choose to donate and if you were grateful for today and you want to show your gratefulness and your gratitude, you can donate on our website. You can mail us a check. Send us an e-transfer and all the infos on the Zoom chat right now. Uh, gifts of all sizes are helpful. Please know that your contribution makes a positive difference. And thank you so much. <laughs>